0: fans and welcome into the green 19 podcast brought to you by JS Online and packersnews.com i'm cassidy hill joined by tom silverstein and ryan wood uh guys how are y'all this weekend and ryan i know you just had a big birthday in your family so how's everyone doing
1: yeah the uh my, my twins alex and eli just turned eight years old on thursday so it was a, a fun day for them and it does go by fast it's crazy it's been eight years
0: Spoon, you spend your evenings with eight years old, eight year olds, right, on the field,
2: on the uh, practice field. Yes, we are in winter training right now. Actually, they're twelve year olds. They're not. Oh, okay. Winter, so. What are,
0: <laughs> what kind of coach are you? Are you like a uh, blowing the whistle, like again, again, or are you like, come over here, am, let
2: me show you? <laughs> I am like that. I am. I am the drill master. I believe in drills till the cows come home. So. <laughs> Yes, we do a lot of things over and over, but I don't think my team's going to lead the league in crying this year. We, we did two years in a row, but I really think we're going to avoid that this year.
0: You drilled it out of
2: them. I don't know. I don't know. It just, not that there's anything wrong with that. I certainly allow crying as will be you know sometimes you just gotta get it out yeah come come
1: on that that just that just means you're not trying hard enough where are the tears at
2: i i know it could be it could be well we haven't gotten on the real field and in a game so you know maybe it'll come out then
0: i'm just picturing
2: like organic. i don't want to force it
0: (laughs) i'm just picturing though like that scene in miracle when it was after a friendly so technically before the season with her brooks with the whistle and he's like again 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 yeah. <laughs> That spoon with his 12 year olds yep running suicides um we had a a pretty long lengthy media session this week with general manager brian goodkiss of course the questions were were mostly about aaron Rodgers. um guys we're just going to jump into that uh Sorry, there was a news alert. It feels, I'll admit, it feels a little weird to be talking about football with everything going on on the other side of the world this week. Uh, feels a little a little detached, but um, it is certainly a distraction and then that's something that we can all use at times. So that being said, let's talk about football and everything that Brian Gutekinds had to say on Wednesday. Um, it, of course, as we said, it was mostly about Rodgers. So let's just jump in there. Spoon, I'm going to start with you. And then Ryan, will you chime in as well? Just kind of what is the sense from everything Goody said that you got about where the organization currently is with Rogers? And and I know that's asking you to take a lot and condense it down into a short statement, but where do you get that they sort of are right now with Rogers in those talks?
2: Well, I can condense it into a short statement, um, It sounds like they want him back and I have no clue whether he wants to come back or uh, whether they truly want him back or they're just trying to make it seem like they want him back. You know, how much are they, how far are they willing to go to, to get him back? Uh, They're saying all the right things, but boy, I have to say after all of that, he didn't, he didn't really play his cards at all. I didn't see anything. I'm pretty good at reading between the lines, and I didn't read anything into what he had to say. I think they're waiting to see, I'm sure there's negotiations going on um, behind the scenes between Russ Ball and David Dunn just to see, you know, what it would take to get him there. but wow, I, I have never been as clueless. Well, I've been clueless a lot in my life, but you know I'm pretty clueless on this one.
0: Ryan, you play a lot of cards. Do you think that's a smart move on Goody's part to sort of keep them close to his chest right now, or or is this an? Did he miss an opportunity to get a message to Rodgers through the media?
1: Yeah, I've got to say, I don't know that I saw it the same as Spoon. Um, I I don't know that Ryan Goodkins could have been much more clear on what he intends. Now you know it's always we've said it forever. When they're at the podium, you take what they say for a grain of salt because. It's you know very different than than what they're talking about at times, uh, in, in, behind closed doors. But just taking what we what we've heard from Brian Gudikins, he came out and he said a very emphatic approach forward, which includes wanting Aaron Rodgers back and staying in contention. I don't think there was any two ways about that. Uh, and it seems like Brian Gudikins is is subscribing to the theory of uh, if you keep knocking on the title door, it's going to open. And I don't think that that's and proven accurate in the history of the league or in the history of the Packers who've lost four NFC championship games, but it just seemed like a GM who was not ready to go out into the abyss of the unknown of what a rebuild might be. And he said, you know, it, I think this might've been an answer to, to Tom's question um, about being able to bring everybody back and how he doesn't see this being a fire sale. He doesn't think that this is a situation where he's going to have to get rid of a lot of players. He does think that, they can bring most of the band together, including 12 and 17, and, and contend uh, for a championship in, in 2022. And I asked him specifically uh, in this beat writer session that we had after, why not hit the reset button? Why, why not capitalize on, you know, why, why is it not tempting to, to capitalize on the kind of assets that you might be able to get? And he said because he thinks that this team has as good of a chance as anybody to win a Super Bowl this season. So, so long as you're you're looking out at, at, at that possibility, it, it Brian Gutekunst wants Aaron Rodgers back. Matt Lafleur wants Aaron Rodgers back. Every everyone is in agreement on this team. The question is whether or not Aaron Rodgers wants to be back because the plan is, I, I thought very clear. For him to be back, but plans can change if he doesn't want to come back, and then they'd have to adjust. So, from the team side, everything the team has said this offseason, since the season began, since the season ended, has been consistent in wanting your Rodgers back.
0: We will kind of get into more: does he want to come back? Um, but first, you mentioned something that I I wanted to bring up, anyways, about fielding a competitive team. Spoon, that was something you asked Goody about specifically. Can you bring back 12 and 17 and still have a competitive roster? He said, without hesitation, I have full faith we can do that, essentially. Do you think from what you've seen and heard that that is possible? Is that just posturing on his stance? Is it, is it possible? Um, are we worried more about the math of the salary cap than we need to be to, to make that possible?
2: Oh i mean I think there's i think there's a lot of question marks uh as to how competitive they can be if they bring both those guys back he's he's really counting on a lot of things going right uh in order for them to be as competitive as I think he wants them to be. Some of that would be being able to get um some deals done that Uh, are going to be harder than he probably thinks, like Jair Alexander. Uh, I think, you know, stuff that will lower their salary cap. I I just don't, you know, I've crunched it a million times, and I don't know what I'm not seeing, but I don't understand how they can get under the cap with re-signing a guy to a $45 million per year contract and another guy to a $27 million per year contract and stay under the cap. I, I I don't know how they do that. And, you know, he is, he said they weren't banking on the cap going up in the future, which is, I wanted to ring the buzzer on that one because, you um, that's just, you know, absurd that they're not counting on that. That's they're counting on that completely. So I don't know what to believe, but you know, if they have a really good draft, you know, if he accumulates a lot of picks and they're able to figure out how to replace some guys, you know, they're going to probably have to get rid of Zadarius Smith. They might have to get rid of Preston Smith um, there's just some moves that he's probably counting on that his scouting co- department can um, take care of, but that's, that's all really speculative, if you ask me.
0: So, Ryan, when we met with Goody, both at the podium and in the beat writer session, we talked a lot about um, some of these other guys that might be victims of, of these deals with Rogers and Adams or that might could still be around and filled a competitive roster. On the defensive side of the ball, we know that they've already restructured Kenny Clark's contract. Reportedly, they have been in talks with Devondre Campbell, who is technically a free agent. Zadaria Smith, I'm sure, has tweeted another set of eyeballs in the time we've been talking. Um, All of that to say, who is probably of the most importance, in your opinion? And based on everything Goody said, who do you think they are making their priority on the defensive side of the ball?
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw what the Vondre Campbell Instagram himself looking at Lambeau Field, so we know that that he's been in Green Bay. Um, I think the, the the person that they're going to have to, in terms of figuring something out, the soonest figure something out with is Darius Smith. That fourteen point five million dollar base salary is just it cannot stand. And Brian Gutekunst said he could be back, but made it pretty clear that he's going to need to take some voidable years if he's going to be back. So that that's priority number one um, and as far as you know who who might be back or, or who you know I, I Devondre Campbell is a guy who at 29 years old is going to be he's not going to be paid like the highest inside linebacker um, in, in the league but he's going to get a salary that could be 10 to 12 million dollars a year so that you know it's going to be very interesting to see if they're able to bring him back or if there's a team that needs an inside linebacker that's got a lot more cap space is going to be able to make an offer that that they can't reach, and then Rasul Douglas, they got to figure out what to do with him. I yeah, maybe the, the the guy though that that kind of surprised me the most in terms of a guy that Brian Gutekunst said is not going to be a cap casualty. He's going to get carried on the ninety man roster was Mason Crosby. Um, you know, he called him a championship kicker and said that you know for them to be the type of team that they expect to be in 2022 they need a championship kicker that he's going to have to compete for his job but uh, made it seem pretty clear that it's it's not Mason Crosby's not going to be a a cap casualty that's that that's a tea leaf to me if if that actually does follow through that that's that's a team that that is expecting Aaron Rodgers to be back wanting Aaron Rodgers to be back because if not if you're going into a rebuild it's it's like having a great closer for a for a 71 baseball team. You don't you don't need a championship kicker if you ain't going to be going for a championship. So, um for him not to be a cap catcher, I was I was I was pretty surprised by that to be honest with
0: you. I see what he's saying in terms of if you're going for a championship, you need a championship kicker. But I just went through like 17 different ways in my head of how to ask this question. I'm just going to go with the most basic way. Let's take a vote of the three of us. Do you believe him when he says that that Mason Crosby has a very good chance of being on this roster next year? Yay. Raise your hand. Nay.
2: I'll say, I'll say no. I don't believe him I,
1: either. I'll take it for what he said, but that just, boy, that's, that's that shocked me if that's true.
0: I, I, and I think like, the reason I'm leaning nay is because Spoon had already convinced me that he was going to be gone. And then he started Goody started to say that on Wednesday, but then he threw in the disclaimer. This is a general manager and coach's favorite disclaimer with So they can always go back on it when they make a different decision. He has to compete for his job. That's, that's almost a cliche with how much they say it, but they always throw it in there so that when they go with someone else, they can say, well, it was an open competition
1: and he got, yeah, he he's, he's been forced to compete for his job before too. Look, Brian Gudikins could not have been asked any more clear if Macy Crosby is going to be a cap casualty or not. I, it was, I don't know. I, I think yeah. that he, he well, was, you don't
2: expect him to answer that. Do you to no, say, but oh, the, but you know,
1: him. as well, you know, as well as I do that there are ways that these guys can, can, can answer a whole lot less definitively than yeah. He's going to be. I mean, he's a championship kicker. We want him. All. To say that basically, he's going to be on the ninety man roster. There are ways that you can answer that a lot differently than he did. He was pretty, pretty, pretty definitive. It's pretty hard to, to misunderstand what he said. So, no, I, I, it shocks me. I mean, really well, shocks me because I thought there was, was no way to be
2: back. Why did they let Basacha sign this kicker from the Raiders, and they already have a guy, JJ Molson. Yes, yeah, so so they, they now
0: three. have three.
2: Yep. So that's not a team that's not considering having any other kickers. Competition. It's a team that's considering competition
1: for the job. I'm just surprised that they, they have, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done it already. I
2: thought that'd be one of the first moves they made.
0: Yeah. Now we'll know
2: if they restructure his contract because yeah. they're not going to keep him at the amount right. he's now. Um, if they do a restructure, then they're keeping him. If, if not, then I, I don't know. Then I don't, I don't think he's long for the team. But essentially, <laughs> yes, if, if
1: the guy if the guy if the guy says yeah he's going to be on the ninety man roster, what i he said he's going to be on the ninety man roster, and, and if he changes his his plan, so be it. But I'm not going to sit next to the guy and hear him say Mason Crosby's going to be on the ninety man roster. You're like now nah, he's a liar. Like he said it. Like that's what he said. We are the 90-man roster,
0: roster is for training camp, correct?
1: That's the off-season roster.
0: Yeah. I, I, I guess I can believe he would be on that.
2: I just don't. Well, he's on the 90-man roster right now.
1: Right, right. To carry through the 90-man roster, essentially saying that he's not going to be a cap casualty. That's, what, that's what Brian Grugan well, said. It, it shocked with, me. Or... It shocked me, but that's what he said.
0: Spoon, you mentioned them possibly restructuring his contract, which leads into the next topic I wanted to bring up. Fans have heard this term a lot this week, so I wanted to take a moment to sort of explain it for them. And by take a moment, I mean I'm going to let Spoon do it. Uh, voidable years have been written into contracts left and right. I saw somebody on Twitter say earlier today. I went to Culver's for a burger. I had two dollars, and so I've added three voidable years to the rest of my price. Um, All of that to say the voidable years essentially it's lets the Packers kick the can down the road and and hope and pray that the salary cap does go up next year, which it should because of the new TV deals. Spoon, explain it for people a little bit better than that, though. What exactly are the voidable years? Why are teams, the Packers especially, leaning so heavily on them right now and what does it allow them to do with the money?
2: Well, it's a long explanation, and I did write something that you should be able to get this weekend, a primer on what all of that salary cap stuff means, what the terms mean, how the um, contracts are, re- are restructured. Um, so be sure you take a look at that. It's more in depth, and I'll be able to give you here. But essentially, it's a it's a tool that allows them to push money, push salary cap charges into the future and using kind of what you would call dummy years to help spread that out. Um, Certain um, salaries, basically signing bonuses can be spread out over the length of a contract, five years maximum. Uh, for salary cap purposes, so they keep turning things into signing bonuses, and then they can spread, you know, one fifth of it or four fifths of it out to other years. And you know what it's doing is just basically pushing off salary cap charges so that they don't count as much this year, but they're still there, and they will always be there, and at some point they come due. So, like a balloon they, uh, payment. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, it's completely credit card type of um, maneuvering. So we'll see how that pans out. But they're doing it because, as Gutekunst said, they think they can make another run. And the cap is scheduled to explode next year. And it's going to go up probably 15% every year after that for like 11 years. So they're, they're rolling the dice that that'll be able to cover them. Plus they'll, plus they'll be starting over at quarterback eventually. And, and they might get a year of Jordan Love at a low salary. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's some, I understand what they're doing. There's just risk to it. And we'll see if they can pull it off.
0: Just a reminder, bank kiting is illegal everywhere but the NFL. Um, But yeah, that's like you said, that's essentially what they're hoping for, that the balloon of the salary cap will be bigger than the the balloon of what they're having to owe. Um, Let's go back to Rogers for just a little bit here. Thank you for explaining that so succinctly, Spoon. And as he said, you can read his piece on it as well on PackersNews.com. You can read Ryan's pieces as well. They are running every day, grades on each unit. Ryan, you've already done the offensive line and the tight end, but let's jump back to those for a second, because those are two positions that Goody addressed on Wednesday as well. He essentially said both David Bakhtiari and Robert Tunyon, from what I got from it, and I want to see if you heard differently, he's not worried about their rehab or their injuries. Those are also both significant names, Bakhtiari especially, with significant injuries, do you think that there's something to that, not to worry about their rehab, or do you think that it will be a little bit longer before we decide what the Packers do with those guys and their contracts? Tunyon, especially especially who is a free agent now.
1: Well, in Robert Tunyon's case, the injury made it more likely, perhaps, that that he'll be back on the Packers because, because without the team it won't take him. Yeah, without it, his his salary might have been way out of their their ability to reach with the cap limitations they have. So, yeah, you know, we'll we'll have to see. Um, I think with David Bakhtiari at this point, you just got to see it on the field until you know. Um, And, and, you know, for for his sake, you you hope that that he can get back to, you know, that knee back to where it was. Uh, But obviously it didn't happen in last season. And, and, you know, Brian Gutekind did say something interesting on David Bakhtiari, which was that, had they gotten through that San Francisco game, he, he they, they, one, he expected after Detroit that, that he'd be able to play. He, he, I think the whole team did, and it didn't respond the way that, that they'd hoped. But he, he thought that if they'd gotten through that San Francisco game, he does think that he would have been able to play in the NFC Championship game. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, he There's no timetable now. I mean, he's got the entire offseason to recover it, strengthen it, uh, rehab, anything he needs to do, uh, and and now it's just can, can he be ready for 2022 for for for, for camp? Um, you would imagine he will be. Uh, Elton Jenkins, much bigger question. You know, Brian Gutekunst was asked how he felt about the offensive line. He said, you know, if Elton Jenkins is good to go. He feels really good about the offensive line, but that's that's a big if if he's going to be able to to to, to go from from week one. Um, as far as Tony again. You know he's he's with his ability to move and and his his ability to run that that's what makes him a a kind of a a, you know his athleticism is what makes him a special guy. He's going to have to show that you know that he can move the same uh, on that knee. So we'll just have to see once once he gets back to the field, whether that's with the Packers or someone else.
0: Speaking of timelines, uh, let's jump back to Rodgers before we wrap this sucker up. Spoon, I believe you said February 22nd, 23rd is when you thought we'd have an answer. You were putting a, were putting a lot of weight. You were getting a lot of use out of soon And when Roger said soon. Um, we're past Spoon's deadline. Ryan, I think you said your kid's birthday. You wanted it yeah, by your birthday. Yeah, so we're past that deadline as well. What sort of timeline is feasible now for a Roger's decision?
2: Uh, sometime before March sixteenth.
0: That's cheating.
2: <laughs> That's what I would say. It's cheating to say it like that. I don't, man. I I don't know. Um, next week, maybe. I I guess I'll I'll move my um, thoughts to to then. Yeah,
0: next week, we'll, Spoon and I will be in Indianapolis for the combine next week. Wouldn't that be fun if it came in, in the middle of Matt Lafleur's
1: press conference?
2: yeah right
0: yeah then we could ask him about it i wonder if he would have already known
1: well um, if uh if we know anything about aaron Rodgers, that so he doesn't mind a little bit of attention
0: i know that was my favorite part of this week the the super existential instagram post late on monday night i was sitting there twelve fifteen on monday night writing a 700 word article on this instagram post and i was like this is it this is the life man I actually didn't mind it. Um, and then when he gets on McAfee the next day, he says, I don't, you know, don't understand why people think there's going to be news.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love all the people who are just ripping the media for you know, stepping out and, and wondering why there was something going on. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> some Instagram posts that you timed perfectly before you appeared. I mean, if, if he didn't do that, to uh boost uh pat mcafee's ratings i don't know what was he was doing it a little insider trading trading for the ratings there yeah he did his buddy out and i mean i got no problem consider (laughs) consider the timeline wink nod kind of thing like you know yeah i'll be on there but consider the timeline if you're aaron Rodgers, he texts
1: uh, pat mcafee that monday afternoon to confirm you know set, set it up right okay we're doing this he then that night what was it after 10 o'clock comes it was with
0: ten fifty one.
1: yeah c- comes comes with the, the post knowing that he's going to speak the next day and knowing that brian Gudikins is going to speak on wednesday and that everyone knows brian Gudikins is going to speak on wednesday so all the, the, everything was aligned. All the stars were aligned right when he, boom, put that, 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 that lengthy message on Instagram. Yeah, total, total coincidence. That's yeah. just a total coincidence. So to get back to your question, um, I want to say the week after the combine, but again, we know anything about Aaron Rodgers. He loves attention. And so cool. combine week would make a lot of sense.
0: He has mentioned the franchise tag deadline enough now that I feel like that's his deadline.
2: Well, I yeah, I want to, I want to address that because I'm still not sure what he's saying with that. So is he saying, I want to see if the Packers put the franchise tag on Devonte Adams. And once I see them do that, then I'm okay with coming back yet. Devontae Adams doesn't want the franchise tag placed on him. And so there's some kind of contradiction there. So is I, he not is he not in favor of his buddy now all of a sudden? It's just about him wanting to know Devontae Adams' status? Or what? I
0: always took it a different way. And and maybe this is just and I've always like said now, I've, I've always said for the past two months, I've said. Aaron Rodgers knows how to say just enough and not enough that everybody interprets it differently. So I I interpreted that differently. I took it to say, or I took it to mean he knew Adams didn't want the franchise tag and, and that sometimes teams can weaponize the franchise tag. And so he was essentially weaponizing it in defense saying, if you franchise tag him, I won't come back. Like, he doesn't want that, and that he was holding that over the Packers' heads to say, like, if you use that franchise tag on him, you lose me. Like, And to, to basically force the Packers' hands to say, if you want Rogers back, you can't franchise tag Devontae Adams. You have to figure out another way
1: to bring him back. So you don't think he's back if they franchise tag Devontae Adams?
0: Right. I think he's essentially saying, like, and you would want them two together. But I think and I think Rogers knows that the Packers want them together or Denver wants them together. I don't know. And so he's essentially saying, like, to get me, do not put the tag on Devontae. That's how I always interpreted it. But I could be completely wrong.
1: Yeah, I think that there's a, definitely a chance to, that Rogers could come back with Devontae Adams being tagged. But I, I could be wrong, too. We don't know. <laughs> this is a, we, we don't know. Um, Let me
0: tell you what I do know, though. I know more about Karma than I ever wanted to in my life.
1: Seriously. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> it is- I had to look it up. I had to Google it. And like, wait a second. That's real. Yeah.
2: I didn't even know how to spell it. You know? <laughs> i not putting that in my tweet because I don't know how to spell it. It's yeah. one word, apparently. Yeah, I did. I, Tom,
1: I See? did the same thing. I'm like, he just said <laughs> this. Okay. I like, I didn't put it in my tweet because I'm like, I don't know if this is real or not. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, no, I did the same thing. <laughs>
0: p-a-n-c-h-a-k-a-r-m-a it's a lot of a's
2: sounds well, like a musical you looked so bad at the um at the i
0: wondered the same thing because he was in the middle of it in nfl honors
2: yeah, or he was
0: on like i was doing the i was counting back on the calendar he was probably around day three or four which looked to be the toughest days on the schedule
1: You know, I've never done a punch karma before, but I'm pretty sure that if I ever did, and it's a very, let's be clear, it's very, very, very low chance of me ever doing this, but it seems like I might wait until after receiving my MVP award to actually start that. Yeah. I don't
2: know. Yeah, you don't want to like pass on the stage or or (laughs) to really go to the bathroom. Right.
0: Because I mean, it it is an ancient cleanse. Practiced in India, like I said, I know more about it than I ever thought I would. Now, practiced in India is considered very sacred. It's been practiced for thousands of years. That's great. I would not do it when I'm stepping on stage on in front of a TV camera. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have no
2: problem with them doing it. I'm like, oh sure, I yeah. think it's everything, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, interesting decision, uh guys. I'm going to give you instead of a final 60 seconds, I'll give you a final 90 today. Ooh. I know, I know, because we did the podcast itself was not as long as usual. So if there's something I missed, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go for it. Ryan, start. It is e- February
1: 25th. I don't know that I have 90 seconds worth of relevant things to say <laughs> whatsoever, but we want to try that. Talk really slowly. We're just going to stretch Whatever it out. Whatever
0: you don't use today, you can roll over to the season.
1: No, you know, I I think you got it pretty well covered. I I think that where I stand is, you know, Brian Gudekins has set a path forward for what he believes is his ideal situation, which is squeezing every drop out of this title contention window they have, and he thinks that that can extend through 2022, and he wants that to happen, while knowing that it takes two to tango, and that he needs Aaron Rodgers to show up to the dance, and he doesn't know if that's going to happen, so... We'll have to see because plans can change, but I thought Brian Gudikus is pretty clear this week on, on what he thought the, the, the plan should be and, and how he's conducting himself go- right now as far as going forward.
0: I always give you all this opportunity to talk about anything in the world you want and you still talk
1: about it. I have nothing interesting to say, <laughs> Cassidy. You're putting me on the spot. Like, like, I, got it. like I, I literally took a nap today at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like and I'm, I'm about to go to the gym i got quarterback grades going on there's nothing interesting it's february 25th
0: spoon what anything last words you want to say on on the packers i guess as i said we'll be at the combine next week um what your baseball team's drills are today
2: i could go into my uh, current diet which is um panchakarma <laughs> it, it's sort of like that. It's where you eat so much cereal that <laughs> your stomach hurts. That's, That's kind called of a freshman
0: year of know. college diet.
2: Yeah. And um, I, I think it's really healthy. I think it's a good purge. Um, every minute that I'm eating cereal, I'm not eating candy. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, i am kind of just, really taking care of myself and I can tell that I keep the cereal industry, you know, rolling in this tough times of inflation. Uh, you know, I am looking forward to going to Indianapolis. I usually don't, but, um, I I think it'll be, it'll be kind of interesting to see, uh, I think it's more interesting to see some of the coaches, you know, Hackett, McCarthy, uh, some of the guys around the league that, um, you know, we don't necessarily get a chance to see. So that'll be kind of interesting. And um, I think there will be a lot of um, behind the scenes dealings going on. I think Russ Ball will be a very busy man next week. And uh, that will be interesting to see what comes of that and where they are um, with all of this off-season stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my 90 seconds.
0: Good job, Spoon. Some,
2: in your some, face, 90
0: seconds. He did, he covered it all. We'll uh, be somewhere, someone will be in the room where it happened. Um, I'm gonna to use my 90 seconds to address two things Spoon said. First of all, cereal is the ultimate food it's there for you when you're like a toddler is you know you can eat it out of the cup without the milk it's there for you when you're a kid like you eat it before school it's there for you when you're in college and you're broke and you just need to eat something at any time of the day and it's there for you when you get older it's like the perfect late night snack when you're like i just need something before i go to bed a bowl of cereal it
1: i don't need cereal cassidy I don't need cereal. How do you
0: survive? I feel
1: so left out right now <laughs> between you two. Uh, like I'm just like, I feel like I need to go. Like, Mike. I know, right? You don't get you to speak here, anymore. It, here's where we, we need a sponsor. That's a grocery store. So I can say, I want to go run to Yada, fill in the sponsor's name here and get some cereal. I, I feel like I need to go to get some sp- cereal right now. You
2: need to I'm let going to I'm gonna have Leroy Butler hook you up at pick and Save, I was, I was about
1: to say.
2: Uh, there we go. Get some cereal. Do some, some pick and safe.
1: I feel so left out, Cassie, but I'm I sorry. Have, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, just, I'm, I'm dying. I have here. Honey
0: Nut Cheerios on hand at all times.
1: Because I'll eat it dry, too. I don't even know what I'm missing. I don't even know what I'm don't, missing.
0: You don't know what you're missing. I'm also looking forward to the combine. It'll be my first time going. Um, I'm, I feel like one night, just to say that I went, I need to go to St. Elmo's. And, and yes, a, you do. Get a steak. Yes.
2: Oh man! Yeah, good luck. You absolutely do. I'm telling you, that's that's a tough one. You no, know, you, you have, have to. to. Yeah, you have I have to. want to see your uh, Robert's face when you come back and put that on your expenses.
0: I, I actually thought about it. I was like, I'll spread the expenses out. Like, be like, put half of the receipt on Tuesday, half of the receipt on Wednesday. Maybe yeah, the rest I, of it on
2: Thursday. Instead,
0: <laughs> I'll just eat like piddly food for the rest of the week and, and spread the saint elmo's receipt out over three days for on the expense report
1: i might have executed that plan before cassidy it's not a bad idea you do know what you gotta do that.
0: i'd be like i technically stuck to my budget overall that's
1: right i just it's average know, average
0: <laughs> i front loaded it
1: and so that's that's anyways
0: right. uh spoon and i i'm sure we'll have um much more for you from indianapolis next week brian kudikas is is scheduled to speak on Tuesday afternoon around two o'clock I believe I was just looking at the schedule and then Matt LaFleur at three or are they flip-flopped yeah Goody at two Matt LaFleur at three so make sure you stay tuned to PackersNews.com for full coverage from Indianapolis next week and as Ryan is finishing up his grades and then it won't be long guys before free agency is here and We'll hit the ground running and in the middle of all that, I know Spoon is going to be um, have his attention pulled by Wisconsin in March Madness.
2: I'll be love watching a little bit. I like March Madness period and I have tickets to the first round in Milwaukee, so I'm kind of excited about I'll that. I'll be there too. That'll be oh. fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I... Yep thought about somebody was saying something about Wisconsin playing Purdue and that should be a good game it's like the final ranked regular season game they have and I was like oh I should try to go and then I realized it's next week so won't be able yeah. to do that
1: but one fun. word one word oneida
0: <laughs> that's yeah. we're gonna we're gonna all be watching March Madness in much different ways <laughs> Ryan's gonna be sitting there with this ticket in front of all that's
2: right
1: <laughs> that's right
0: no uh no it's it's probably my favorite sporting event of the year so i can't wait for it to get started guys thank you so much for your time for all of your insight and analysis we will see you all next week this has been the green 19 podcast brought to you by jsonline and packersnews.com